0: Welcome back to the Quest Atlanta. We are grateful that you are listening to 1160 AM Celebrate Your Faith Spirit Drive. And uh, we would love it if you would also become part of the team. We are in day one of our pledge drive, a three-day pledge drive. We're in day one, hour two of that pledge drive. So if you would like to help us keep things rolling, the number to call is 678 688 Four nine and when we do these local pledge drives, we also get to invite in great local guests, and our next guest is no exception to that. We are going to be welcoming Father Neil, um, and he is the pastor at St. Catherine of Siena. Do you go by Father Neil?
1: Yes, I do.
0: Okay, excellent. That makes my life easier. Thank you. <laughs> all right, so so we're welcoming again Father Neil. He's the pastor of St. Catherine of Siena. Father, we know that all good things begin with prayer, so would you be willing to to start this next hour in prayer?
1: Sure. All right, we'll begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Today we'll just pray the Lord's Prayer. This was the the gospel for this morning's Mass. So ask the Lord to be with us and to remember his fatherly love. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: Amen. I'm getting a message here, Father. I'm sorry about that. So um, somebody's tapping me on the shoulder here and saying a shout-out goes to Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A provides breakfast for us here every day. Annie, is that right? Yeah, okay, so they provide breakfast for us. See, I don't get to, to partake of any of that because I'm here on the microphone, so I don't get to do that. But we want to say thank you to Chick-fil-A, and it is the location that is at... Um on Woodstock Road um, in Roswell and so thank you Chick-fil-A um, in Roswell for donating to Catholic Radio and for supporting Catholic Radio in that way and so we'll give a shout out to them every once in a while again we are talking with Father Neil, and he is the pastor at St. Catherine of Siena so a few housekeeping things Father before we get going um, we want to ring the bell in celebration were you an altar boy at one time Father?
1: I was. Okay,
0: so you know how to ring the bell. I'm going to ring it because you're, you're a call in today. So we're going to ring it in your honor if if we meet some of the things. So one way we get to ring it is if we get $100 a month for 36 months. That's called a founder and a founder um, will get their name on a plaque here at the station and forever they get bragging rights that they're a founder of Catholic Radio. So if you would like to do that, the number to call is 678-688-4549. We also ring it every time we get to a Ten thousand dollar increment, um, and so we'll we'll figure out exactly where we are. I have a, a running total, but I don't have a, a total overall of what's been been called in. So we'll get that figured out. But I think we're at about $2,000. So we have, if we can get $8,000, Father, while, while you're on the air, more called in, then we ring the bell at $10,000. Um, and then if they give me a match of some kind, if we meet that match, then, then we'll also ring the bell. Um, so those are some of the things that we do. We have some giveaways that they that we're giving to our listeners. If they call in, everybody gets a holy card of St. Gabriel. Um, all monthly donors receive a book of the hour. All founders receive an Echo dot and uh, each day we 're going to have a daily drawing for everybody who calls in with a pledge of any amount. we will give them the blessed rosary from a holy site and so those are some of the the giveaways, the housekeeping kind of things and now we get to to move on to you um, and find out more about you and about your vocation story and what led you to the priesthood every so often when I do the pledge drives. Always, when I have a priest, almost always, I ask them to give their vocation story. And every so often we have somebody call in and say they're more seriously considering a call to the priesthood because of what they heard on the air. So so can we start there and find out a little bit more about, about you and what led you to be on Catholic Radio, the steps along the way to the priesthood, and then as a priest on Catholic Radio?
1: Sure, sure. Um, so I, I grew up uh, Catholic, um, i uh, not a convert, and my mom was a, a very faithful Catholic. My dad was not Catholic growing up. He's since be, become Catholic, but um, my mom was really the one that brought us up in the faith. I have two brothers in the middle. And, um, you know, we I, I always tell people, I can't recall a time in my life where I've missed Mass on a Sunday. Yeah. That was sort of the, the attitude of my mother. You know, we're, we're going to be faithful to Mass, and she instilled that in uh, In me and my brothers, you know from the beginning, um, and so we developed that um, that real sense of uh, the importance for for mass and the sacraments from the beginning. I remember my mom you know bringing us to adoration and benediction from a young age as well and you know, there were times that uh, we tried to play pray family rosaries growing up as well, and some days, as every family knows, are, are easier than others to do that. And um, and so my mom really instilled a strong faith in us, and um, I'm always grateful for that. Um, but like like every child, every teenager, you know, I went through uh, certainly rough patches in my life where I struggled, and just really living the faith authentically. Never, never really questioned the faith from a... Uh, Intellectual standpoint, uh, but through high school, went through some rough times, and uh, even in college at the beginning, went through some tough times, and um, but but it was always uh, sort of had that rock of the mass uh, to, to sort of fall back on, and no matter what, I was I was always faithful to that Sunday mass because uh, of my mom's uh, really example and and witness. Um, I'll tell you one uh, one pivotal uh, kind of moment in my life early on was actually when I was in middle school getting to know um, Janice Givens, who is uh, you know, one of the founders of, uh, of the Quest. Uh, she uh, is a good friend and was my middle school youth minister. Um, I'm, I'm dating her right now. <laughs> She's, uh, I'm dating myself. She's. Uh, she 's been around and doing ministry for a long time um, and so i 'm always grateful to her for her witness and her um, just faithfulness and and so she had a uh, in, quite an impact on me in in middle school even and um, in, in high school certainly had some great uh, great witnesses as well, and, and one particular priest who I'm sure many people in the Archdiocese know, Monsignor Richard Lopez. I, I went to St. Pius High School. He really had a great impact on me as well. He's kind of a, a legend in the diocese and had taught at St. Pius for 30-plus years and um, has had a great impact on a number of uh, number of uh, men and women and, and also has inspired uh, several vocations uh, to the priesthood and religious life. Um, and so he was... Um, one of the ones that really led me ultimately to seriously start thinking about a vocation to the priesthood. Um, But uh, I I really recall back in college um, for the first time, being challenged about my faith. I always tell people I sort of grew up in a little bit of a Catholic bubble. I went to Catholic schools all my life, from grade through grade school through high school. Uh, but then I went to Georgia Tech, and it uh, was at Georgia Tech for the first time that I really started to get, you know, serious questions about my faith and serious challenges about my faith. Um, and I realized that I didn't know my faith as well as I thought I did, because I couldn't answer some of these questions. Uh, I remember very early on, somebody asked me a question, you know, so, so, so you're Catholic, huh? So do you believe that the Pope is holier than everybody else? And I didn't know how to answer that question. And um, I realized that I needed to study my faith more. And, and it just happened at this time, I was really getting more and more into my faith. I'd been on, to, on some really... Um, just beautiful retreats and was starting to do more adoration and beginning even to pray the rosary on my own, um, but started to study the faith and and reading scripture and reading some theology. And and that really kind of opened my mind and my eyes to just the beauty and the depth of the faith in a way that I'd never really um, been aware of before, even though I'd been through Catholic school all my life. and uh, while I was at Georgia Tech, I was doing what's called a co-op program, uh, where you work a semester, and then you go to school a semester, and so you alternate like that. And so I got a really early taste of the real world, and uh, had an IT job, and was kind of out in corporate America, and, um, and yeah, I, I loved it. I actually really loved IT, and still do, and um, kind of a computer geek, um, but I uh, found myself kind of asking the big questions early on. It was this: what I really want to do with the rest of my life. And I remember sitting at my computer desk one day, and just out of the blue, the thought of the priesthood popped into my mind. And what's interesting, nobody had really ever presented me uh, uh, with that as an as an option uh, in a very direct or explicit way. Nobody ever asked me, you know, have you ever thought about being a priest? Uh, but it just it was something that I, I think the Lord, well, I know the Lord put on my heart. And uh, yeah. so I I saw that as something that I really needed to explore in a serious way. So this was my sophomore year at Georgia Tech. And so I started really praying about it and, and discerning and went to see Monsignor Lopez and several other priests that I knew um, and just continued to pray about it and kind of discerned uh, my parents sort of helped me discern and encouraged me to finish up at Georgia Tech. And um, and so I did that. And then after I graduated, I worked for a little bit. I graduated in December of 2001 and then went to seminary in August of 2002. And, um, you know, even in seminary, it was, uh, it was a little bit of a struggle. You know, I was certainly torn between uh, what I felt the Lord might be calling me to, but then just certain attractions to the world. You know, I... Um, Really have an attraction to to marriage and to family, as any normal man would uh, but but I also felt that the Lord was calling me to really discern the possibility of a vocation to the priesthood um so even in seminary, I was torn, I loved it, but uh, I was still a bit torn and but finally, uh, about my second second year in seminary the lord really gave me a peace and never never looked back and i've been a priest now for a little over 10 years and it's been beautiful beautiful 10 years and just loved uh, loved every moment and really grateful to the lord for calling me to this vocation
0: wow what a what a great story so thank you for for sharing that and for for your yes your yes to to the call to the priesthood and And we are grateful, and and I think St. Catherine of Siena and Atlanta is blessed by by your yes as well. So thank you, Father. All right, so I I also have a a message. Do you happen to know a Mark and Natalie?
1: Mark and Natalie.
0: Mark and Natalie made a donation in your honor. So um I can't give you the the last name over the air but uh, okay. <laughs> uh yeah sorry about that but but uh they they made a donation and they said thank you as well for oh, for being great. a priest and and we say thank you to to Mark and Natalie for giving that donation because that means that now we are up to 2000 2000- $355 so far for today. 2355 called in. We get to ring the bell when we get to $10,000. We get to ring the bell whenever we get a founder, which is $100 a month for 36 months. Um, we get to ring the bell... Uh, in celebration because we are raising the necessary funds in order to keep Catholic Radio strong here in Atlanta. If you can become a founder or if you can donate monthly or if you can give a donation of any amount, one time monthly, whatever it is, the number to call is 678-688-4549, 678 678-688- 688 Four five four nine, and if you want to call in and and tell Father, hey Father, we love you. Hey Father, we really appreciate you. We will make sure that we give him those messages, and uh, we can also give him last names off of the air. So, number to call again: six seven eight six eight eight four five. Four, nine. All right, we are talking with Father Neil. He is the pastor at St. Catherine of Siena. We've been hearing his vocation story and uh, now blessed to to have him as a priest for, for over 10 years at this point. Um, so I know that, that at St. Catherine of Siena, you have a conference coming up at the end of the month, and mm-hmm. it's called the Faith and Love Conference. So would you like to share maybe a little bit about that? Because I think it's open to everyone, right?
1: It is. It is. Unfortunately, we had to close the registration because we were already full. Um, Yeah, we really got a great response. Uh, It's a really exciting conference. And uh, yeah, just a few weeks away, a couple weeks away. Uh I. started thinking about uh, doing something like this just in response to a lot of the confusion that we've been seeing um, in the church and certainly in the in the broader culture in the world uh, really about God's plan for love and marriage and human sexuality Um, even some confusion uh, in you know in church teaching right now with you know what do we believe about marriage and um, God's plan and for man and woman. Um, you know, there's so much confusion, as you know, in our culture right now, even what it means to be a man or a woman, mm-hmm. male and female. Um, what is God's plan for marriage and just the, the redefinition of marriage that we've seen in this country and many other countries? Um, and so I, I wanted to have a, a conference that really promoted uh, the full truth of God's plan, um, you know, particularly addressing a lot of these hot-button topics: um, same-sex marriage, um, contraception. Uh, you know, pornography is such a such a huge problem right now in our culture. Um, issues like that, and so uh, transgender issues, and so we're we're having some really world-renowned speakers coming in to uh, give a talk. Uh, it's a day-long conference on March 30th, uh, so that's coming up. And um, I can tell you the specifics of the speakers if you'd like as well. Uh,
0: you know, I I would like you know certainly do that, but since registration is closed, maybe you can just give us a teaser of what's being covered and, and really help us to understand what the, the true teaching of the Catholic Church is on these matters. We know that statistically across Catholic Radio, not just the Quest, but but when a survey was taken across Catholic Radio, statistically 50% of our listeners are not Catholic and 25% are yeah. fallen away Catholic. So it's really an opportunity for us to to Dispel some misconceptions that might be out there about this, and it's such you you, you hit the nail on the head. It really is an important and timely topic um that your conference obviously because you know people are are feeling that tug and want the information because you're you know your registration's full so so it's not just me that's thinking this is a timely and great topic so maybe we can do kind of i'll give a spoiler alert here but but really give some of the the teachings um that that um will be occurring that weekend for those who who didn't get registered and can't be there. Um, Again, I want to first give the phone number, though, before we get into that. The number to call is 678 688 Four nine um, I was asked to, to in, i don 't ever introduce myself. I am Kelly Roper, and I am a host. I come in from from i go I travel around uh, to many different stations and do what i 'm doing here on Catholic radio. I come from Kansas City and uh, that 's where we have eighteen stations in our Catholic radio network uh, in Kansas City and uh, you know it 's just really exciting to come and help the quest get off the get off the ground here and and really get going strong and wow they are doing so much good and what a blessing you have here in Atlanta through the Quest Radio station and we are grateful that you were listening we hope you'll keep listening and we also hope you'll become part of the team by giving us a call at 678-688-4549 again 678-688 Four, five, four, nine. You know, Father, I know you get to do homilies. How many are normally in your church whenever you do a homily? How many are you able to reach at a time?
1: Um, well, uh, you know, our, our church holds uh, about nine hundred, and so you know, our biggest mass on a weekend would be our ten fifteen mass, and there's typically seven to eight hundred people for that mass, and I might have two or three Masses on a weekend myself, and, mm-hmm. and I have a parochial Vicar as well, so I guess I'd say maybe 1,500 a weekend are, are hearing me, mm-hmm. personally.
0: Okay, um, well, and I do yeah. have, there is a method to my madness here, Father, yeah. okay? Um, because you know what? With Catholic Radio, we have a potential 3.1 million listeners at any given moment, So it Mm -hmm. really is just a strong evangelization tool in order to bring the truths and the traditions of the Catholic faith out through the airwaves. And you know, I said 50% of our listeners are not Catholic. People all the time happen, air quotes, happen onto Catholic radio and their lives are changed. I hear from priests all the time who tell me, you know, they'll they'll be in the confessional and somebody will come in and say, you know, bless me Father for I have sinned, it's been 25 years. Since I've been to confession. And at the end, they find out it's because of Catholic radio that, that, and the things that they heard that brought them back to the church. And those kinds of stories happen over and over again. Um, the listeners become more active in their parish, they tithe more, and it really just makes a stronger a stronger community, a a stronger, um, church militant here in Atlanta, um, by all of the things that we learn through Catholic radio. And so we would really encourage you, if you are feeling called to call, called to call, give us, do that right now at 678-688-4549 with a donation of any amount. If you can become a founder, we ring the bell, but if you want to give $5 or $5 a month, Whatever it is that you feel like the Holy Spirit is prompting you to do, please just give us a call, 678-688-4549. We are talking with Father Neil. He is the pastor at St. Catherine of Siena, and we are grateful. And we were going to talk a little bit about, um, you know, maybe some of the, the misconceptions about what uh, what marriage is and what the church really teaches about what marriage is. And that's some of the things that will be covered at the Faith and Life Conference coming up at the end of the month. But registration is full, so we'll talk about a few teasers here um, for those who aren't able to
1: attend. Yeah. So even though the registration is full, we, we had to cap it at about almost 600. Wow. Um, but uh, we're going to be videoing it, and so that will be available. Uh, shortly after the conference, so hopefully, if you'd like to see it, you can at least watch it later on. On uh, we'll, we'll post those uh, you know YouTube videos probably. Uh, so keep an eye out for that for sure. Um, but the uh, the conference we're going to have five speakers for the conference, and um, the first uh, first speaker is really world-renowned uh, Dr. Janet Smith. Mm-hmm. I was really pleased to be able to to get her to come. And uh, many of our listeners have probably heard of her. She's been speaking and teaching on the Church's teaching on marriage, particularly on uh, Humanae Vitae and the Church's teaching on contraception. Um, she's been speaking and writing and teaching on that topic for decades now and is really kind of the world expert on this topic. And so we're very blessed to be able to have her and she'll be speaking on um, just uh, the Church's teaching in general on marriage and openness to life and contraception. Uh, but also just understanding uh, Humanae Vitae, Pope Paul VI's encyclical letter on this topic, and applying it to particular situations and understanding uh, how the Church understands conscience. And uh, So it's really going to be a great, uh, great talk and a great uh, opportunity just to continue to grow in our understanding of, of the Church's beautiful plan for marriage and children and what it means to be open to life. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Um, And then we'll also have a woman named Dr. Teresa Farnan, who was an old seminary professor of mine, I'm really excited to be able to see her again. She taught me uh, philosophy when I was in the seminary, and she's really responsible for helping me to fall in love with St. Thomas Aquinas. And so I'm always grateful to her for, to her for that. Um, and she has become quite an expert on uh, transgender issues, and so she's going to be speaking about that and understanding how to address. Um, uh, you know, gender dysphoria, uh, you know, to, to sort of understand the cultural uh, gender ideologies that we're seeing. You know, Pope Francis has spoken about this many times. Um, just the confusion, as I mentioned earlier, about what it means even to be male and female, uh, man and a woman, and, you know, God's plan for the human body. And here, you know, both Dr. Smith and Dr. Farnan will be drawing a, a great deal on the theology of the body, you know, St. John Paul the Great's uh, wonderful teaching. and um, So once again, I'm really excited to to listen to her, and I know that 's going to be a valuable talk because that 's such a uh, hot button topic and on the minds of many people, um, and so I know she 'll be able to address it from both a, a rational perspective but also from a pastoral perspective as well how do we How do we relate to to our friends and family members who may be struggling with this uh, kind of gender confusion or gender um, dysphoria as it 's called uh, so she 'll be speaking and um, She's a just wonderful, wonderful woman. She's got 10 children herself, and so she's really living uh, living the faith and, and really kind of demonstrating what it means to be open to life. Um, so uh, she'll be there, and then uh, we'll also have uh, – Another wonderful speaker, uh, Matt Frad, who many people have probably heard of, and he has really become one of the world's experts on the dangers of pornography. Mm -hmm. Um, This is such an important issue as well in our time. So many people are struggling with this inside and outside the church for sure. Um, And so he'll be speaking just about, uh, first of all, the dangers of pornography, but then practical tools for how to combat it and developing virtue and chastity uh, specifically, Um, and just uh, also practical tips for for parents for how to protect their children uh, from the dangers of pornography. So that'll be a really important talk. Um, And then we're also going to have Father Philip Bachansky, who is the Executive Director of Courage. Uh, Many people have probably heard of Courage. They are a great organization that uh, helps men and women who are struggling with same-sex attraction, Um, and it's a very faithful Catholic organization that provides resources and support um, so that men and women can embrace the fullness of god's plan even if they're struggling with same-sex attraction uh... to live chastely according to god's plan and, and really helping uh... men and women with these struggles to to form good healthy friendships both men and women um, so that they can really live uh, god's plan for their life um, and so father Bachansky will speak about uh... the church's teaching on same-sex attraction and um, God's plan for marriage, uh, but also from the pastoral perspective. you know How do we assist our loved ones, uh, once again, who might be struggling with same-sex attraction, and how do we just um, really approach them from a pastoral perspective? So that will be a really, really important talk as well. Um, And then finally, uh, we'll have Dr. Paul Thigpen, who actually um, works here at St. Catherine's. He's my Director of Adult Faith Formation and uh, has become very well known for speaking on topics related to spiritual warfare. Um, And so he'll be speaking about uh, sort of the spiritual aspects of this and how do we kind of interpret what's going on in our culture and even within the church from a spiritual perspective and how do we... um, kind of develop those tools to be able to combat uh, the struggles and the confusion uh, from that spiritual perspective. And so he'll be wrapping it up, and, and once again, it'll be great, uh, great talk, very important to recognize this is not simply a, a battle of flesh and blood, right? But uh, mm. um, that's a spiritual battle for sure.
0: Absolutely. You know, how, how can it not be when, when mm-hmm. the, there's just so much confusion over, you know, the way that God made us? You made it. Mm-hmm. You know, it just it, it's amazing to me the the confusion that's going on. But well, we did have a, a message that came in for you, Father. So I'll interrupt uh, just for a second and uh, say that uh, someone they didn't give me a first name um, called and said thank you for the beauty of the liturgy. Mm. That's that's a compliment right there. That's, yeah. yeah, that's wonderful. Yes. And uh yeah. then also someone asked for us to pray for the repose of the soul of Anna. So would you be willing to lead us in a prayer for the repose of the soul of Anna?
1: Sure, sure. Okay. In the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We we'll just pray eternal rest, grant unto her, O Lord. And let, and let perpetual, perpetual light shine light. upon her. And may her soul and the souls of all the faithful departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: You know, and that's one of the powers of, of Catholic Radio is, you know, we can pray for each other, and we can ask the potential 3.1 million listeners in the listening area to join us in, in that prayer. And And so if you have a prayer request, please give us a call. If you can make a donation at the same time, please do. We really need your help. We need those financial contributions. We The number to call is 678 84549 but you know father we are not selling prayers on catholic radio so <laughs> so we do not want to give the wrong message you do not have to make a donation um if you have a prayer request give us a call 6786884549 we are now at 7000 one hundred and eighty dollars so far for today. I am not sure exactly how we got there, but but I am grateful that we're there. So seven thousand one hundred and eighty dollars so far for today. Um and that's with just eleven people calling in. So can you be the next person who calls in and makes a pledge of any amount? If you call in as a founder, then we ring the bell. A hundred dollars a month for thirty six months, we ring the bell. Um if we get to the ten thousand dollar mark and we are we are close. We're just uh What would that be, $2,820 away from ringing the bell? So give us a call, whatever we can do um, let's let 's celebrate let's let 's uh, say thank you for Catholic Radio and thank you to Father Neil. if you have a message for him, please call in if you can make a pledge at the same time that's great, but if you can't and you just want to say "Father, we love you or Father, thank you for the beauty of the liturgy like someone else did, please by all means just give us a call again the number six seven eight six eight eight four five. Four nine six seven eight six eight eight four five four nine. I'm going to try and look here. I want to make sure that we don't have a founder that we need to be ringing the bell for because we had um, such a big jump there. And it does look like Annie. Am I right that there was a, a donor down here? Is that counted right now?
1: Yes.
0: Right. I think we have to have... Okay, so Father, I get to ring the bell. I don't get to ring the bell very often as the host. It's always the guest that did it. But since you're calling in, I get to ring it in your honor. So are you ready to All ring right. it with me? Here we go. Yep. Woo! <laughs> Okay, so that's one ring. We'll get to ring it again when we get to ten thousand dollars before we get off the phone with Father. So again, we are talking with Father Neil. He's the pastor at Saint Catherine of Siena. Um, been talking about the conference that's coming up uh, with lots of tremendous, tremendous speakers. The registration is full, but the videos will be available on YouTube. So after March 30th, start checking uh, YouTube for the Faith and Love Conference, and it sounds like there's going to be lots of of great information there to share. You know, also, Father, when I was preparing for our time on the air, I went to your parish website, St. Catherine of Siena, and uh, there was a a quote there from St. Catherine of Siena that I'd like to maybe talk about a little bit and see how the people at St. Catherine Live It Out. And the quote is, under the protection of the Blessed Virgin Mary, the parishioners of St. Catherine of Siena strive to live as committed disciples of Jesus Christ through prayer, education, fellowship, and charity. So that, that sounds like a wonderful place to be and a long wonderful place to belong. So tell us about some of the ways that it's lived out at St. Catherine.
1: Yeah, so... Um... That's our yeah, our mission uh, statement, uh, and the sort of four components: the prayer, education, fellowship, and charity. We really try to live those different uh, different areas to the full here. And as the the caller mentioned, you know it starts I think with beautiful liturgy, um, and I've really tried to instill that in the parish. And I'm I'm really proud of our parish. We just got uh, wonderful. Uh, liturgical kinds of uh music and uh just a, a deep reverence that we've tried to instill here in the parish and um, uh, um Really love good liturgy and uh, very blessed to have a great uh, choir director and uh, musicians and um, my parochial vicar is a wonderful priest as well and we 're all on the same page which just really trying to foster a deep sense of beauty and reverence and solemnity for the liturgy and I think there's been a, a wonderful response from our people it 's something that we long for you know recognizing uh, just the liturgy is right, our, our time to where, where heaven and earth meet, right? It's the time when we can really have this intimate, powerful, uh, encounter with the Lord through these sacred rites and so you know it's been a priority of mine to instill uh, just beautiful uh, uh, reverent liturgy here in the parish and I think we're we're definitely moving in, in a great direction here and I um, think people have really responded well to that so it starts it starts there with the liturgical prayer but then we've uh, we've been very blessed for many years to also have a, a ador- perpetual adoration chapel um, and uh, you know we have people here you're throughout the, the week, uh, day and night, uh, praying before the, the real presence of our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. And what a beautiful thing that is. And that's uh, sort of the, the heart of our parish, right, that devotion to the Lord in the, in the Eucharist. Um, and I've, I've tried to really, once again, encourage that and make that uh, a priority in our parish as well. And we've seen great fruit from that for sure um and just different uh, other spiritual kinds of things that are happening in the parish uh different uh different organizations we've got the legion of mary which uh, really tries to you know as, as we know encourage a devotion to our blessed mother and uh, we've got times of uh eucharistic uh, adoration and benediction for the parish and other spiritual kinds of uh activities throughout the week so um, really trying to focus on uh making prayer and uh, particularly uh, the Eucharist uh, and Our Lady, the heart of, of our parish. Um, and we've, once again, seen great fruit from that. Um, and then the other uh, components, education. Uh, you know, this is something that, uh, obviously, with this conference, uh, it, uh, I think it shows that we're, we're really trying to uh, offer different kinds of uh, education and catechetical programs for our parish of, for, for all ages, uh, for our adults, for sure. You know, I'm very blessed to have Dr. Paul Thigpen here as our uh, director of adult faith formation, and he uh, he does a Sunday morning um, class where we're walking through the Bible right now. It's really uh, well attended, and actually, you can live stream that too. You can go to our website and see Dr. Paul every Sunday morning if you'd like to to watch his class. And um, got other Bible studies that are happening throughout the week, and then you know, a pretty robust uh, religious education program for our children and for our teens um, so yeah, this is typical of, of every parish where your religious education is a, is a huge undertaking but we're really trying to do um, do a great job in just imparting the, the beauty of our faith the truth and the beauty of our faith uh, to our adults and to our children um, and then uh, the fellowship you know I uh, I love our parish in that, that we, we love to come together and just have a good time. And uh, most people love to come together and just have a have a meal. And so we have lots of different uh, activities going on for fellowship. And um, we have a, a men's and a women's uh, prayer breakfast uh, every month that's well attended and really trying to do things to, to foster marriage uh, ministries as well, um, bringing couples together to just uh, really uh, help couples to know that that they're not alone in trying to live their faith, that they're supported. And, uh, you know, it's, it's difficult to, to really embrace uh, and to live uh, the Catholic life, uh, especially in our culture right now. And so it's so important that that fellowship uh, component to, to parish life is so important to, to really let people know that they're not alone and that there are lots of Catholics that are trying to live the faith and that, that they that they can find support, especially in their own parish um, and then finally, um, charity uh, and outreach—you uh, know—we really try to to make that a, a priority in the parish as well. To to live our faith in concrete ways, as as you know, Dave was just saying—you know—the importance of living our faith, uh, especially for the poor, in tangible ways. And we're, we really have a, a great St. Vincent de Paul. Uh, society here in the parish and uh... just really proud of them they do incredible work we've got a food pantry uh... we help staff a um... A thrift store as well that's right here in Kennesaw. they um, their home visits, if you're familiar with St. Vincent de Paul, they're really doing tremendous work and trying to really um, do even work with the missionaries of the Poor, who are a religious order that works primarily in Jamaica. We've got mission trips that we support as well, and and support them in other ways um, and other uh, kinds of uh, outreach ministries that we have going on in the parish. I could I could list a number of them. Um, so you're know, just really trying to to live all those areas of our mission uh in a in a really zealous way um and to to show people that you know the faith is beautiful and it's alive and we're just so blessed in the parish but also in the archdiocese to have a have a vibrant uh have a vibrant church um and so we have a lot to be grateful to the lord for
0: ah very beautiful wonderful all right well i'm going to interrupt just for a second and give out the phone number again 678 678- 688-4549. We are at $7,300 so far for today. So that means we just need $2,700 in order to uh, ring the bell again at the $10,000 mark. Um, so if you could give us a call, 678-688-4549. That is um, a wonderful way uh, to use some of the, the treasure, the gifts that we have been given by God we can then give back to God to use it through the airwaves of Catholic Radio. So if you would just pick up your phone and give in any amount, whether it's one time, whether it's monthly, um, whatever you can give is very much appreciated. I want to send a shout-out to some of the the donors that we've had so far for today because I'm not exactly sure where I left off in in the the thank yous. Um, I know we mentioned Mark and Natalie, um, Barbara, and uh, we also had Sonny and Julie and Julie and Andy and Angel and Vincent who have called in. Um, and then earlier today we had Bruce and Diane, Murphy, Jerry, Matt, Kathy, um, so we are grateful to each and every person who has called in at all of the different giving amounts. A couple of them were monthly donors. One of them was a founder. We are grateful to each and every person who, who has called in. Um, I have another uh, message here from Mark and Krista. And they want to thank Father Neal for his friendship, his faithfulness, and his holiness. And uh, they made a donation to honor him. So thank you to Mark and Krista. Thank
1: you. Yes, they're my parishioners. I know them very well. Uh, Excellent.
0: Excellent. I (laughs) love that. You know, and and Uh. it seems I'm going to give out the number one more time, but I'm going to let you think about your answer for just a second while I give out the number. It seems to me that I'm hearing uh, beautiful liturgy come up uh, more than once in our conversation. Uh, there was somebody that called in and said, thank you for the beautiful liturgy. And it's one of the things that that you brought up as well um, when you were talking about your church and the things that you do at St. Catherine of Siena. So can we talk maybe more in detail about the things that, that you are able to do to help us to raise our hearts and our minds um, to to heaven, as, as you mentioned, um, and really become... Part of uh, the sacrifice that that's being offered, and and to be able to offer that up, so uh, and to join you in that. That uh, I'm not a theologian, so I'm probably messing up the theology no. of all of that. But but you no. can correct me, and I don't mind. So, no. but I'll give no. out the number here. It's six seven eight six eight eight four five four nine six seven eight six eight eight four five Four nine, can you be the next caller? We're trying to get up to ten thousand dollars before ten o'clock, so that we get to ring the bell again. And we are so close; we just need a. Uh not, not even $3,000, we need about $2,700 to make that happen. Can you give all of it? Can you give a part of it? You can do it on a monthly basis. You can do it on a one-time basis, however you'd like to do it, but give us a call. Let's ring the bell again in celebration while we have Father Neal here on the phone. And if you have a message for him, uh, give us a call. Whether you can make a donation or not, give us a call and give that message because it's wonderful to tell Father how much we appreciate him. Um, he's supporting Catholic Radio. And we want to support him, and I say that. And here comes another message. So it says, Father Neil, this is from an anonymous caller. I go to the Basilica of the Sacred Heart, and and I'm always impressed with your parishioners who come from pro-life events, especially Richard Ayacabeta. I don't know if I'm saying that right mm-hmm. or not. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, uh, you know, I come from Kansas city, so I don't always know all the ins and outs when I read these, but I am assuming you do. So you want to talk about that? Um, you're welcome to, but we also want to talk about the, the beauty of the liturgy. So where would you like to go next with this father?
1: Sure. We can talk about the liturgy for sure. Okay. Um, you you know, I always, um, tell people, first of all, we have to get the right terminology. It's a good place to start. And, Mm -hmm. uh, I I think it's so important that we go back to our understanding of what the Mass really is and call it the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, right? That we understand that what is truly uh, unique about the Mass is that we are offering the Holy Sacrifice, right? The sacrifice of Calvary um, that Jesus offered once for all, but but that we are able to participate in right, through these mysteries, uh, through these rites. We're able to be present in you know, the sacrifice of Calvary, which is now uh, still happening in heaven. Right? We, heaven and earth kind of touch, as I said earlier as well, through, this, through these sacred rites. And we'll, we're able to participate and offer ourselves with Christ in his offering to the Father. Right, his sacrifice that saves the world, uh, and so we apply the graces of His sacrifice to our own lives, and you know it becomes the most powerful prayer that we can ever offer, right. because it's the prayer of, of Christ Himself to the Father, right as He offered His very life and sacrifice for the salvation of the world, and so I think theologically and terminologically we need to to make sure that we. Uh, we, we get that right, mm-hmm. you know, that the Eucharist is not simply um, about coming together to celebrate, or even not just even about receiving the Eucharist, uh, although that's certainly important. Uh, but uh, the, the offering of the sacrifice is what really touches at the heart of what the Mass is. Um, and so if we, if we understand that, we understand, first of all, that the that that, that laity have a very, very important role to play, um, and that the priest obviously is not just up there as a as a leader, or and certainly not as a, some sort of showman, right? It's not about the priest's personality um, in offering the mass. Actually, the priest hopefully can get out of the way. And uh, oftentimes when we see priests sort of adding innovations into the Mass and allowing too much of their personality to to be introduced into the celebration of the Mass, it actually becomes an obstacle uh, for the, the Mass to really bear the fruit that it should. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you know, I think we, we have to, to really get that straight in our minds. Well, what are we doing when we come to Mass? What is the Mass? Um, and then once we get that straight, I think it follows that there's a certain reverence and a certain mystery that we ought to try to foster uh in the mass. Uh and so, you know, the type of music, even just the seriousness with which we carry out the rites, it it demonstrates, you know, what the mass is. Um yet there's a, a famous Latin dictum lex orandi lex credendi which means the law of prayer is the law of belief. You know, the way we pray it demonstrates what we believe. And the way we pray the Mass demonstrates what we believe about the Mass. You know, if we don't, you know, take the Mass seriously, if we're sloppy, if we kind of see it more as a, as a party, uh, just a time to come together and have fun, uh, then that's going to affect our belief as Catholics. And it's going to have uh, serious consequences. And I, th- I think we've seen that historically. Um, you know, unfortunately, we've seen a, a lack of uh, real appreciation for the Mass because we haven't understood what the Mass is and we haven't really given it the, the, the reverence and the, the sacredness and the, seen the, the, the mystery of the Mass for what it is. And we've seen the, unfortunately, drastic consequences of people no longer coming to Mass, no longer considering it important to, to come to Mass at all or maybe just at christmas and easter um and so I, I think that the more we can really instill that deep sense of mystery and reverence for the mass and you know practically that means using the right music using beautiful music using solemn sacred music uh is one very practical kind of way of uh, of fostering that sense of reverence um here at the parish i uh, instilled uh, some of the Latin chant parts of the of the ordinary parts of the Mass, like the Sanctus and the, the Agnus Dei and um, things like that. And so I think that that evokes a sense of mystery, you know, even though people might say, well, I don't really understand exactly Latin. I don't know Latin, but just the chant. And, and we know what we're saying during those parts, right? We know we know what we're saying in English. But I think that that Latin actually instills a deep sense of mystery. Yeah, we don't fully understand the mystery of what's happening here. But nonetheless, we're participating in something very beautiful uh, that's beyond ourselves. Um, Mm -hmm. And also, I think, just um, really trying to uh, uh, promote uh, a deep awareness of uh, just beauty in general, uh, using beautiful vestments, beautiful um, you know, chalices, ciboria, things like that, it, it evokes once again a seriousness of what we're doing. You know, I, I like to use the example of the military. You know, we all have seen military exercises, particularly if you've seen a military funeral, you see kind of the seriousness with which they carry out these rites. Right? They're they're demonstrating that something important is happening here. You know, with the flags and the just the military exercises of the gestures that they use the, the seriousness with which they carry out uh their 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 rites their rituals yeah and i say we need to have an even a deeper kind of sense of, of seriousness and reverence for which we carry out the, the rites of the mass. Cause you know, what's happening here, right? We are, we're worshiping God, but we're offering the Holy sacrifice of the mass. Um, and so all these things, you know, I think there's, there's so much that can be done to foster that deep sense of mystery and reverence in the mass. And we're, we're, we're trying to do that here in the parish.
0: Excellent. Wow. and, <laughs> What a beautiful place. So again, we're talking with Father Neil. He is the pastor at St. Catherine of Siena. So if you want to experience this, this beautiful Mass, what are the Mass times on Sunday, Father?
1: So, we have our vigil mass on Saturday night at four thirty and then Sunday morning we have seven seven thirty and then ten fifteen and then noon and then uh, 1.30 mass in spanish and then the five p m
0: Wow mass. so lots of, lots of options to go and experience this this beautiful Beautiful, yeah, our 1015
1: mass is really the main mass with the choir and kind of pull out all the stops with the incense and the smells and the bells and yeah. the, you know things like that. So So good. That's the main the 1015.
0: So good. So so good. Yeah. All right, so number to call again 678 688 4549 678 688 We only have about seven minutes left. We're now at seven, or seven minutes with Father Neil. I should say. We're at $7,645 so far for today. So that means that we are just $2,355 away from ringing the bell again. So can you give all of that, can you give part of it, the number to call, 678-688-4549. We have two prayer requests, Father. Um... Actually, nope, that's not one. That's for my next hour. A listener wants us to pray uh, for her neighbors. Um, So I don't know what their needs are, but but could we offer a prayer for this listener's
1: neighbors? Sure, sure. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Lord, we bring you this intention uh, for this, this person who may be struggling, or we don't know what they need, but you know their needs. We just pray that, uh, that our prayers might assist them and that uh, you would provide for their needs, whatever they might um, uh, be lacking. And Lord, we entrust them especially to the care of our Blessed Mother. And may she come to their aid with her motherly tender love. And uh, we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Okay, so again, we are talking with Father Neil. He is the pastor at St. Catherine of Siena, and we are grateful that you took the time to be here with us today. And so we only have just maybe five minutes or so, three, four minutes, Mm -hmm. four minutes left. So. we want to make sure we get your blessing to go out to all of us here in the studio and out through the airwaves before we leave. So I'll give you last thoughts and then if you would share with us uh, your, your blessing.
1: Sure. Sure. Um, Yeah, I guess I would just, um, you know, encourage in in light of what we talked about with the conference, just really encourage our our listeners to um, always be open to the truth, to seek the truth and to, to really recognize the the great uh, treasure that we have in the teaching of the church, and and there's hope even though there's confusion right now, and uh, you know with the especially with the clergy scandal and things like that going on, um, not to lose hope, not to despair. The Lord the Lord is in charge of His church, and He's going to provide for us. And we just uh, renew that confidence and. In in our heavenly Father and uh, the intercession of our Blessed Mother and stay close to our Lord in the Eucharist um, and uh, you know we can't uh, we can't go wrong there mm. if we just uh, really stay stay close to the Lord and to our Lady so we would encourage our listeners to really uh, just keep renewing that confidence and hope uh, that the Lord will will heal the Church as well and uh, just pray for. Pray for our priests. Pray for our seminarians, especially. Um, You know, I I mentioned earlier with my vocation story that I entered seminary in 2002. That was the time when the first kind of clergy scandal broke uh, here in the United States. And so my heart goes out, especially to our seminarians right now who maybe are struggling with trying to make sense of what's going on. So please keep them in your prayers and uh, pray for, for more holy uh, vocations to the priesthood and the religious life, and also um, wanted to put a plug out for our school. We're very blessed here at St. Catherine's to have a, a wonderful grade school staffed by uh, the Dominican Sisters of St. Cecilia, who are wonderful young Dominican order. Sometimes they're called the Nashville Dominicans. You may know mm-hmm. them as that. Yes. Um, so, um, plug in for our Catholic school if you're considering Catholic schools. It's a wonderful, wonderful um, uh, gift for our children as well. Um, So uh, I will uh, give you my blessing. Is it time for that? Yes,
0: absolutely. Yes.
1: Okay. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you all and keep you the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Father, for, for calling in, for being here with us today. Truly appreciative. Obviously, your, your parishioners love you. We get several messages and several phone calls during your time. So thank you for helping Catholic Radio in that way.
1: Thank you. Thank you. God bless you.
0: You too. All right, so the number to call, 678-688-4549. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back up uh, with our next guest, which is Andy Leichenwaldner. I'm probably butchering that, and I apologize, but he's the director of the Archdiocesan Formation and Discipleship Office. He will be on at 10 o'clock. So stay tuned, but give us a call, 678-688-4549.